0: Welcome to your Calm Parenting Toolbox, the podcast for parents who want to get the most out of their kids and themselves. Here's your host, parenting coach, Heather Lindsay. Hello, hello, and welcome back to a new episode of the Calm Parenting Toolbox, a new season, so to speak. My name is Heather Lindsay and I'm truly excited to to be back with you in these episodes. It's been a few months since my last one and I thought I'd share a little of my journey over the last few months. Now you may or may not know that one of my other roles in life apart from running blissed out mums and being a mum to three beautiful children is actually being a registered nurse. And since April, which is approximately the time of my last episode, I've been involved in the COVID-19 vaccine rollout at the general practice that I work with here in Sydney. Now, this episode is not going to be a discussion on vaccines, uh, vaccine mandates or anything else to do with the rollout. Uh, So please don't press stop on uh, this episode. I just want to share with you some of the things that I've learned over the last couple of months and how it's uh, related to my parenting journey. Now as the type of person I am I you know I really felt like I had a moral and an ethical responsibility as a nurse to give my all to the rollout. You know we've provided the AstraZeneca and Pfizer vaccines to thousands of patients who have attended our, our clinic. It's been an incredibly stressful time and at times it really has worn me down. I've been yelled at, sworn at, threatened with physical violence. I've had sleepless nights, I've cried so many tears, and I've even had nightmares about these vaccines. But I've also met some amazingly grateful and respectful people. I've met people from all walks of life. One of the reasons I became a nurse ages ago and run this beautiful business is, you know, I really love connecting with people. I've been brought chocolate to say thank you, as well as fresh honey. I've laughed and joked with patients. You know, we've shared some really special moments. But I also know that all of this has taken a toll on my family. My three beautiful children know more about vaccines, the process of it, the science and the stress behind it all than they've ever known. They've also had days where I've been short with them, lacked patience and haven't been the empathetic and approachable mum that I strive to be. I've felt like an awful mum on some days, even though I know that this isn't the truth. I've been scared of the possibility of bringing home a COVID infection, despite regular testing and hours wearing uncomfortable PPE. I've known that what I was doing was the right thing for society, but what was the payoff for my family? A mother who was tired, lacking energy, connectedness and patience? Today is of course so-called Freedom Day here in Sydney. We've hit that 70% double dose of vaccines in those over 16 and life is you know one step closer to a new normal. You know my kids have always gone to school on my nursing days but I'm really looking forward to them going back full time. You know rejoining their friends at the end of the month. We're coming to the end of this challenging time and you know I've paused and looked back over the weeks and the months and thought about the good times and the bad and I wanted to share with you today two things that have really resonated with me gratitude and the importance of our own mental health I'm someone who's generally always grateful for what she has. You know, years of being a single mum, sometimes scraping by, has given me a great appreciation for what I have. But this lockdown, this pandemic, uh, this stress and, you know, vaccine rollout has made me even more grateful. Oh my, I am so grateful for teachers and our public education system. There is no way I will ever be a teacher. My days homeschooling are pathetic and simple to say the least. You know, we did the basics, grammar, mathematics and some reading and called it quits after that. My kids are the ones that can't handle big days in front of a screen without their behaviour going really pear-shaped, so I simply refuse to let them sit for more than two or three hours a day on it. You know, I always thought, well, if my kids face a backlash from their teachers about their work, not that they have, but I'll just take full responsibility. You know, I've been really grateful that my kids are in year four and year two, and I know they will eventually catch up if they've fallen behind. And after all, we're not the only family in this situation. I've also been very grateful of the time to spend with my kids. Now don't get me wrong, there have been days where being stuck inside, unable to go anywhere has been trying to say the least, and when I'm tired and stressed, it can be a recipe for disaster. But there are also days where I've really enjoyed some of the time to connect with them and share my passions with them. One of my greatest stress relievers is being in the garden, and it's been wonderful to connect with my kids while I've been in there, releasing my stress, being able to share my joy with them and impart hopefully a little bit of my knowledge. You know, after all this time, they don't whinge as much when I ask them to help me, and I hope that in this time of madness, I've created some, you know, positive memories for all of us. Now, I know I've shared in past episodes how it's a regular occurrence for us when we sit at the dinner table at nighttime to share three things that we've been grateful for that day. And I really did try and continue this most days through lockdown, not only for my own sake, but also for my kids. And I really hope that, you know, it's it's offset some of the stress of this really tough period. You know, I'm grateful that my kids are even asking to share the things that they're grateful for. My eldest last night at the dinner table sat down. She'd barely taken a mouthful of dinner. I was like, okay, can we do the three things we're grateful for? I'm like, well, let's just eat first. But, you know, they're impatient about sharing it. So I know that I've made that difference with this one little thing. And to be honest, it's been relatively easy to do, even on the days that I'm totally exhausted. And all of this carries on to the second thing that I've reflected upon many times over the past few months not just over the last couple of days when you know we've been looking forward to the end of lockdown and that really is the importance of mental health. Throughout this podcast I've been very open about my history with depression and particularly with postnatal depression. With everything that's been going on and that I've been going through as many of us have been. It's been tough not to fall into old habits of negative fatalistic thought patterns or to let anxiety and hopelessness seep into my daily life. I've struggled with dark times to be honest and I know many of us have here too. I really try to make my mental health a priority during this period. I'm blessed to have an amazing partner who doesn't always understand what's going on and that's okay, but she's always there for me to listen to me and do what she can to alleviate the stress that I'm going through, even if it's just dealing with the background stress so that it's not too much for me to be coping with on one single day. I've been blessed to work with some amazing people at the surgery that I'm working at and, you know, we've really been a great support for each other. I've had the openness and the honesty to reach out when I needed to talk and been honest about how I felt. You know, after all, we're generally not the only one feeling the stress. Speaking to someone openly who can hold space for you to process your emotions is one of the most cathartic and healing things that we can do. I've really worked hard to let go of guilt and blame and not let it be part of my life. I've said to myself countless times while looking in the mirror, Heather, I forgive you after I've acted or spoken in a way that I later regretted. You know, I've indulged in special things for my self-care. Much more online shopping, as I'm sure is quite common. A bit more money spent on some luxury bath and skin products in lieu of my trips to the day spa. But they've all been these little things to make my days a little brighter and make me feel special. And in this stressful period, it's definitely been worth it. I've treated myself to some amazing home cooked meals and I've also increased how often I've been exercising to offset the extra calories. I've tried as much as I possibly can between sleep, sleepless nights and nightmares to prioritise sleep and rest. I nap when I can and I use relaxation techniques that you know I've taught clients and mums in my programs throughout the day. Mindfulness and meditation have become daily activities, things that I look forward to and make time for and are at the top of my to-do list, not at the bottom. It's really not just one way we support our mental health. It's the combination of, you know, supportive networks, friends or family, self-care, realistic expectations and looking after our physical health. It all works together. Long after the case numbers die down and this pandemic becomes endemic and just an annual seasonal infection, the mental health consequences will remain and be felt for years to come for everyone in our society, including our children. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't look after myself enough, please, it's never too late to start looking after yourself, your mental health and your physical health. Now, you might also be listening to this and thinking, wow, I couldn't do that every day. Heather, it's all just picture perfect for appearances. And let me reassure you that this is not perfect. I am not perfect. There is no such thing as a perfect person and I'm not a perfect parent as there's also no such thing. I do my best. I do hold myself accountable for my actions and how I'm feeling. I use reflective journaling on the days where I've acted in ways that are not in line with my values to explore what was going on with me. Was I hungry, tired, stressed, overwhelmed, touched out, feeling resentful, worn thin or misunderstood? And if I was, what can I do next time to help overcome this so that I don't end up yelling or being cranky or impatient with my family? Life is a journey, it just doesn't happen to us. And I believe that no matter what happens to us and around us, global pandemics included, it is always within our control about how we feel about it. I know that holding on to guilt about not being perfect or holding on to anger and frustration not only hurts me but those around me because I can't be present with them. I can't be connected with my daughter when she's having a hard day, feeling alone and out of routine if I'm caught up in my own dramas. I can't help settle my four-year-old's big emotions if I'm not in control of mine. And I can't connect and love my partner if I'm not connected and loving towards myself. Lockdown for Sydney has ended, hopefully for the last time. Who knows what the future will have? But I'm grateful and although slightly apprehensive about what the future may hold in terms of case numbers, every health professional I know is carefully watching them. I'm also really excited to get back to a new normal. I'm excited to be bringing you this episode and the episodes I have planned for the future of the Calm Parenting Toolbox. I'm excited next week to announce the release of a children's book I've written about helping your kids with their emotions. So please keep your eye out for all the official information next week. I look forward to continuing to make gratitude a priority in my family's life and always placing my mental health and self-care as a priority, not just because it's a stressful time and a global pandemic. I hope that wherever you are listening to this episode with whatever the struggles you are facing, that you have someone to support you. And if you ever need some extra support, I'm really only an email away at heather at blissedoutmums.com.au. This has been a very personal episode and I hope in some way you've connected with it and taken something from it. Even if it is just a simple reaffirmation that there is no such thing as the perfect parent, just keep going. Keep swimming, as Dory says. You know, seek support and help when you need it and look after yourself. It really is the greatest gift that you can give yourself and your kids. You cannot parent from an empty cup. Okay, so I shall say farewell for this short episode. Welcome back to the Calm Parenting Toolbox for this new season. I look forward to the upcoming episodes. Stay safe, stay sane, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.